Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's see after the show podcast, precious show. We don't care. We're about to swear on the air. It's the after the show, so tune in if you dare. KBJ, get your skate every single day. It's uncensored. We can say what we want to say. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Welcome to the KBJ after the show podcast. How the heck is everybody here today? You remind me of Cher when you do that voice. <laughs> oh, yeah? Her. If I could turn, turn back time. Mm-hmm. If I could find a hurry. <laughs> Cher mixed with a little Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Hold my hand. I like them, too. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, here we are on a Tuesday. It's going to be uh, kind of chaotic here. It'll be uh, fun to see how things uh, unfold. Uh, a lot of media attention is uh, right now in New York City with Trump, and then it's going to be on Mar-a-Lago a little bit uh, later. So that'll be uh, in that world what a lot of people are talking about. If you are going to be venturing onto uh, Palm Beach, stay away from Mar-a-Lago. It is going to be a zoo in that area. He's right on that bend. That's where they got Mar-a-Lago. It's not a great road to get around anyway, but then you start adding all the media cars and all that kind of stuff, and it just gets to be insane. This may be a real dumb fuck kind of question. <laughs> okay. Do they have fast food over on po- in the Palm Beach, or will you not find any kind of McDonald's or Burger King over there? There's a law. It's a town ordinance that you can't have any chain restaurants. No shit. So even if you do have a chain restaurant, like, say, even if there's a Houston's over there, they have to call themselves Palm Beach Grill, mm-hmm. which they do. And that's what Houston, it's a Houston's, it's yeah. The Houston's, but you're not even allowed to have a chain on the island. Wow, look at that shit. That is some stuck-up shit right there. You are not allowed to have a McDonald's here. We're so stuck-up, even our laws are stuck-up. Is that a good thing not to have... Does a McDonald's or a Burger King or a They one? think those kind of brands cheapen the island. And Rich, we don't want anything to cheapen the island. Which fucks don't crave McNuggets every now and then? They if might, they, but if they do, you got to drive your ass over and take a chance on West Palm. Got to roll the dice. Or you send Bitterman to go get my McNuggets. They'll yeah. send their servant. <laughs> yeah, they're not driving to get their McNuggets. Nah, <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how they do it, man. That's wow. Palm Beach. Something I, I I wouldn't feel comfortable in a world where I couldn't see a fast food sign within a couple miles. No. <laughs> we know. Yeah. <laughs> we know. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's uh, your place, my man. So I uh, we'll be going, but I it, it is fascinating just uh, seeing what happens. Would you want to live over there or would that be something is that too far out there for you? Uh, I, I like it. It's, it's a beautiful island. I mean, hey, if if money's not the issue and I had a sweet pad on Palm Beach, fuck yeah, I'm taking it. <laughs> okay. I it's mean, it's jumping. Look, there is people watching. There is stuff to do. There's super fun restaurants and 
it's jumping and there is scandal and there is juice and there are so many fascinating stories. Once you get over there in the groove and you know people, I used to know people that ran. I don't know them anymore, but it was fascinating to hear about their problems in their marriages, their drug problems and all that scandalous stuff. And this one's got money. This one's faking like he has money and just... Oh, it's fascinating. So he's bringing up a good point, though. I believe they have a two J's there, don't they? If they've got two J's, that's a chain. I don't know. I, I, if it is, I don't know where. The Where's two the J's two J's? Is. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I know two J's in the in, in the regular people parts of the the land here. Yeah, I don't know of any uh, two J's on Palm Beach. Okay. Uh, the only one that I would say it's uh, close to a chain. They do have meat market, uh, which is there, and they have a meat market in New York City. So, and it's the same owner. But um, I, I guess that doesn't count because it's fancy. Hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that apparently doesn't count. So yeah, I'll be going down today. Got uh, a bunch of smart emails here today to uh, fill in the gaps of our lack of knowledge. Got one from Dr. Astrid, our historian fan, who... He's commenting on Easter Monday. Coming up, it's Good Friday, Easter on Sunday, and then Easter Monday. We were commenting earlier on the show. I grew up, I was a Protestant, so I didn't do the Catholicism. And I think Easter Monday is traditionally mainly a Catholic thing. We didn't observe it, though I would have been more than happy to have an extra day off of school. Amen. If Easter Monday means an extra day, Mm -hmm. take it. Yeah, he said it's been celebrated for centuries. It was a day to celebrate Christ's resurrection after Easter Sunday. Traditionally, people went to church. Now people stay home. I am from the Bahamas, and it's a big day. You recover from the big weekend on that day. In my circles, Easter Monday is a new concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I grew up very Catholic. So maybe you, maybe if you weren't very, very Catholic, you didn't know about oh, it. My mom and aunt are pretty Catholic. Well, I guess not Catholic enough. Aunt was pretty, pretty religious, was she? I know you didn't hear a lot of that on the uh, the audio, but she was a pretty religious woman. Yes. Okay, all right. Aunt Anne was okay. Uh, got a comment here on concert etiquette. Seems like all the new concert etiquette is coming out of Taylor Swift shows, like uh, Don't Oversing Taylor when she is performing. Also, the latest that we got from her show in Arlington, Texas, was Don't Be Twerking and Grinding All Up on Each Other, a show that might have younger eyes. Also, you just be knocking people around, shaking that boot head too hard. And uh, Mandy said, I was listening to your concert etiquette, and I wanted to share my own personal experience, a rule I wish people would follow. Anybody over a normal height, I'd say, you know, 6'2", 6'4", something like that, should either stay seated or take an aisle seat. I'm 5'2", and a couple months back went to Stevie Nicks, and I was behind two guys who were 6'6", and 6'7", crazy tall, stood the entire time, which normally I have no issues with, but I was standing behind a brick wall, and all I do was look at their backs the entire concert. I couldn't even see the TV screens. So you're there just hearing it. I know I sound like a jerk. Again, it's selfish, but, you know, I mean, again, hashtag be cool to people around you. Damn, height shaming. Damn. (laughs) That would suck. If you're short and the person in front of you is tall, you're just screwed. She she had two guys that were tall, and she couldn't even see the TV. Yeah. 
That sucks. Well, it's, it's did, like you're not even at a concert at that point, right? Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts? Cause I, I did this a few times when I was at the Avid Brothers. We saw them twice. The roaming experience when you kind of walk around and watch the show. Do you like that or hate that? I'm okay with that. In fact, the Queen and I typically do that. She's not one for getting in a seat and sitting for a long period of time. And so since I've been with her, we pretty much do walk around. We'll kind of move from this side to that side, or we'll go sit at the Tiki Bar. It's, it's odd. Yeah, it's it's rare that we sit for an entire show and watch it, and I'm cool with it. It's all good. I couldn't sit either. I like to get up. I know. I'm going to need a new drink. Yeah, you're, you're on a whole yeah. different fucking wavelength when you go to a concert. I can't have one drink last me through a whole show. No. Uh, we, everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say that as if we're supposed to be shocked. I just don't understand people that can go to a concert and have one beer. Well, I, we, I know. We, yeah. we, we know. Yeah. And we, we've been meaning to talk to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? One, one 30-ounce beer? What's wrong with you? Mama needs a roadie. It's embarrassing. What are you, a little girl? <laughs> she, she gets turned out of concert, man. <laughs> she is she is a lot of what you're talking about. Oh, if I'm list. at a concert, it's because I love this artist. I don't go to many concerts. Uh-huh. And I just I, I just get I overserve myself and then I get carried away and I love to sing. If I had a million dollars. I love to sing. I know it's not fun for people to have ears, but I love to sing. I had to get drunk just so I wasn't like, sorry, guys. I had to, I had to get to yeah. her level. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's sing. Oh, yeah. I dragged you kicking and screaming. <laughs> now she did. Now I'm going to walk just like she is. <laughs> <laughs> There's also some, uh, some etiquette here for restaurants, not just concerts. 73% say it's not cool to ask for something that's not on the menu. 73%, not cool. That's for something that's not on the menu. What are your thoughts on that, Virginia? I mean, I think if you are a person that has food restrictions and limitations, like say you're a vegetarian or a vegan and you ask for something just so you can be there and be in the moment, I don't think that's douchey. But, you know, it would be good if you looked at the menu ahead of time and see what they had and figured out what you can eat and what you can't eat. But, I mean, I don't have a problem with that if somebody's got a restriction in their diet and they're just asking for a favor. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you go into a place that does... Meat market? Yeah. (laughs) As a vegetarian? Well, and you ask for something that is, you know, like, you know, Jaybird will go in and ask for grilled cheese, say maybe, and that's not something they have on the menu. But but what I I always preface, because mm-hmm. the way I look at it, if you have bread and you have cheese, if you, if you make cheeseburgers on the menu, I always yeah. say I will, I'll pay for a cheeseburger mm-hmm. and all I want is just cheese and melt the cheese. That's even easier. Than, no bread? Well, I mean, what did I just say? <laughs> cheese and melted cheese. <laughs> yeah. So... Just, it's real cheesy. Just bring me a bunch of. Uh, just bring me cheese and then more melted cheese. <laughs> you won't poop for a week. It's <laughs> sometimes the things I say. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like I'm being a diva because I'm saying I'll pay for it, and you already have bread and cheese. And if you can't put fucking cheese and butter together, and that's a problem, I don't. I don't think I'm being an ass face on that. 
And he's, it's all about, too, your delivery, yeah. too. If you're sweet to the waitress and you're sweet to the waiter and you're nice to everybody and, like, you just say, hey, you know, I'm, I really want to get down with the grilled cheese. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I, I really do. I would preface, if you can't do it, it's not a big deal. I'm just merely asking. Now, the person that goes in and they try to make all kinds of substitutions and change the essence of a dish, like, hold this, but add this, and don't do this, but do that, and substitute this for that. I'm like, that person is annoying. I'll take the chicken parmesan, but um, can you not make it parmesan, and can you make it turkey? I would like it blackened. I know it's supposed to be, you know, over rice. Can you do it over pasta? Instead of a side salad, can I do some tater tot? Like, they change everything about it. That's complicated. Okay. Question here from Linnaeus. He says, I was just wondering, is Jaybird a vegetarian? If so, I was wondering why and when. I hear him talk about meaty foods, and then he describes his meal choices, and they seem to differ. Sorry if you've already gone over this. I'm vegetarian curious, and I'm slowly eliminating meats. A lot of my diet's vegetarian. I mean, I'll eat meat every so often. When I gave my kidney away to Bigfoot, my whole, we were talking about body chemistry changing. Mm. The kidney was the thing that liked meat. Yeah, it just uh, I, meat didn't just doesn't hit me the right way like it used to. I, mm. I, in fact, I don't even crave it like I did. But I'll still eat it d- depending on the situation. I'm not such a, a, a you know hardcore this or that. Yeah, uh, I tried th- I tried the vegan stuff too before as a bit. That was crazy. I couldn't believe how much weight I lost on that. The thing about too, as you get older, your body tolerates meat different. And that's not just you. Yeah. That's me. That's everybody. Like, I used to be able to house a bone-in ribeye and no problem. Yeah. It would make me throw up. I couldn't even imagine doing that. It's, I'm just in a different meat space. Yeah, my brother made some kind of rib thing the other last week, and I tried some. It was delicious. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm so staunch against, oh, no. Right. But yeah, I just know my body doesn't function well doesn't. with a lot of meat anymore. It hurts. I don't want to have, like, tummy cramps. I'll eat a little bit, but I can't get down like I used to. And I also do just, I, I, since I was a little kid, I've been a, a carbaholic. I love carbs. Carb on carb crime has always been my M.O. And we're, we're, we're dating back to age three for me. Yeah. I, I told you about that, that sandwich I invented as a kid called the Champia. It was nothing but bread on bread on cheese on sauce on just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't That's know just my, what you've dialed up. I don't mm-hmm. know if my mom gave that to me because she was more of the, the person that loves food. My dad, my dad doesn't, he's not a foodie like I am or my mom was. Mm. He, he eats, don't get me wrong, but yeah. he, do you get that from your parents? I don't know. It could be. I mean, I'm sure it's an influence, but. But you, you're not born with that in you? you were, That's was, a great question. I was destined to be a carb. I think a lot of it is uh, when it comes to food. I think that a lot of it is uh, nurture over nature. The nature is is that you do have to eat to survive, and so you're going to have hunger. But the nurture is the kind of food you see that from one generation to the next. And if your parents liked cooking, a lot of times I see kids that grow up and they're really into it. So, yeah, that's that's something you do hand off. You, okay, gotcha. Yeah, you know, my, my parents both- cooked, or my mom cooked. I wouldn't say it was great. It was functional. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. My parents, too. I mean, my dad, especially his mom, they just, everything was bland. Right, yeah. Not a lot of seasoning, mm-hmm. not a lot of crazy flavor, 
But, you know, I grew up in New Orleans where everything is super flavorful. But my parents aren't from New Orleans. Like, I'm a transplant to there. So they had to kind of learn and adapt how to cook, but my dad liked it bland. But I think yeah. you're right. I think a lot of it is how you're raised and the culture within the house. My, we were always talking about food. Food was such a big deal. Mm. And it was, again, my dad was just one of eight other people, and we were all very Italian. We were mm. talking, I mean, it was breakfast, we're talking lunch. At breakfast, and okay. food was just yeah. a big thing. Yeah. And if if I was raised to food's not a big thing, I yeah. probably would have a way different outlook right. on it. I think it's natural for you to be the way you are. Who would you be if food wasn't a big thing? It was such a big fucking thing. Snack parties, and mm-hmm. it was always about food and parties. Okay. <laughs> it's a good time, though. It is. It's a great time. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Alberto uh, wanted to say here, morning, y'all. Yesterday you were talking about uh, Jaybird trying new Latin cuisine. I strongly recommend Sarusi Subs in Miami. It was on the TV show Man vs. Food. Get the original sub, which is what you see here in the picture. They do have a Man vs. Food edition, which is double the meat and sauce. It's uh, on Southwest 8th Street in Miami. And, yeah, that's one of the places i got to get to because you look at the subs oh, here oh, on wow. KBJ TV. See, that, and, she is and that's, wet. That's how you do it That right there. just looks like a different kind of sub. It that, does. That goes to the fuck yeah level of sub. It looks yeah. so good. They are not messing around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jose had sent an email. He said, uh, quick Spanish le- lesson for you, Kev. When you say gigante, don't say the G like G.I. Joe. Say it like uh, my name, Jose. Uh, yeah, you know what? I kind of that's talking about the uh, uh, Cubano Gigante, and I kind of went gringo English on that because I feel like sometimes gringlish, yeah, because <laughs> I was gonna go gigante, but I'm like, people be like, what the fuck's he doing? What is that? Why is he trying to look like he knows what he's doing? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> we know he's white from Ohio. Sometimes, yeah. if you're white from Ohio, you can go overly, yeah, and like, all right, try gigante. Start. And okay. I think gigante <laughs> might lose a lot of people where they'd be like, what is gigante? I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> I don't know any Spanish. So. He's stupid. You can yeah. be a, a, a try hard too. You try too hard. You yeah. can. You can totally try too hard and forget what you know and where you're from. Yeah. So I, I did uh, uh, gringoize that just a bit. Uh, just a quick answer to Everett uh, had sent us this information. Yes, the two J's. If you're looking for it, it's in the Royal Ponciana Plaza and the back in Palm Beach. 
Maybe they got a special pass. Yeah, I, I, it would be interesting. I don't know. Um, and, I, you know, that's it's a cool little plaza that, there, but I don't get back there very often. There used to be a taco place that had kind of a hidden speakeasy kind of bar in the back. Oh, I know where this is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I, I guess probably back in there, I didn't notice the two J's or forgot about it. It's been a good bit of time since I've uh, been back there because that taco place has been closed a couple years now. And this was an ordinance that I knew about that was like, you know, 20 years ago, this was told to me. So, I mean, things could have changed. They could have decided that, you know, that's dumb and we're being snobby. But it, it is for the first time, though. I don't I don't really know. I mean, aside from the two J's, I don't know of anything else that would constitute as a chain. Well, I do know specifically Houston's had to call themselves Palm Beach right. Grill mm-hmm. and it's still there as Palm Beach Grill. Because no chains were allowed. We're getting called out hardcore. Everyone's saying there's definitely a two J's in Palm Beach. Well, now there is, but there mm-hmm. didn't used to be. So maybe this is a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's there I, in the Royal Punciana if I'm you want to tr- find it. I want to find out the year because I kind of remember a 2J's being in Palm Beach for a minute. Not 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 as new as you would think. It may have been there a while. I yeah. just I wasn't aware of it. By the way, Because it is kind of hidden away. It's not something that's right on the street. I've been to the one in Palm Beach, I think. The 2J's, their cakes, for the record, I don't Unbelievable next level. They do a great job. They do a great job they really on their takes. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. And maybe, you know, maybe it's who you know. You maybe mean? they got the ordinance doesn't apply to them because they know somebody, you know? Oh, man, their chocolate cake. The the one, the cho- the regular chocolate cake, and that's just your basic cake. It might even be my favorite. <laughs> and their banana dream. Oh, fuck. If you like banana... And you like dreams. (laughs) Who doesn't have dreams? Mm -hmm. Banana dream cream. (laughs) (laughs) Got uh, an email from Kirby said, hey, I heard you guys chatting about pizza and Americans Americanizing Italian food. Yeah, the story was a guy, he's, uh, I guess, uh, Italian food historian, and he was just talking about what pizza was originally. And I guess it did the flatbreads and whatnot originated I think it was around the Naples area, especially in Italy, and it goes back like a thousand years. But then a lot of Italian Americans, when they came here, Lombardi's, I think, was the name of it. That was the first place where they really started changing the carbonara sauce. I think that they mm. use the pizza sauce that we know. It. That's what makes it different. That's the Americanizing of pizza is the type of sauce that is used, and that is unique to America. And then what happened was during World War II, Italian Americans then who were stationed in Italy, like, hey, where's the pizza at, man? And then they were introducing and trying and bringing things back. So it's almost like it started in Italy, went to America, and then the newer Americanized version of pizza started showing up in Italy. In my very humble opinion, by the way, I think every ingredient and every part of the pizza is important. Mm. Everything You need everything for it to work. But the most important is the sauce in yeah. my humble opinion, I know people and say it's the crust. That might be where you would come off if you, because you t- talk a lot about getting a true Italian pizza. That might be afterwards where you'd walk away saying it just the sauce may let you down. It may not be what you want. If the sauce is good on a pizza, you can have a little shittier crust and a little shittier cheese and get by. Man, when, when, when the sauce 
is not to your liking, and we all have different palates when it comes to the sauce, it ruins the pizza. Mm-hmm. And, I, and there, people say, oh, there's no bad pizza. Like, there's no bad sex. There's bad pizza, and there's definitely bad fucking. Okay. There's, 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 <laughs> What's her name? They're just they're, those things are real. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us her name. No. <laughs> well, Kirby uh, threw this in there too. He said during World War II, Italy out Americanized us with Pizza Frida, the deep fried pizza. Pizza Frida emerged due to poverty during World War II, when Naples suffered roughly 200 air raids. There were no ingredients for making pizza, and many of the ovens were destroyed by the bombing, so people had to get creative and ingenious to find replacements for missing items. Locals began deep-frying dough and using lower-quality ingredients such as anchovies and broccoli, purchased spoiled or out of season. It's effing delicious, and there's a uh, picture of it. You want to try a Frida? That's basically a fried pizza. Oh, that looks good. Oh. I mean, I know fried food is not good for you, but it just tastes so good. Yeah, but neither, you know, drinking all day on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. We all got, we're all doing something wrong. You're not taking that from me. <laughs> we're, we're all, we're all, you know, living our best life when it comes to health, I'm sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, text rolling in here. What the hell, man? All the tickets for your live show are sold out already. Get a bigger venue and accept that you guys are popular. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we're kind of just kicking <laughs> it back in here. Um, and so, you know, we just want to see where things are. We haven't done a live show since the pandemic. We've got new equipment that allows us to video stream our events, and we hope to really start getting out a good bit. And so, you know, we just wanted to uh, shake off the rust. And uh, we have a great relationship with the Palm Beach Kennel Club. They're amazing people over there. The paddock room is a it's a good room and it's a nice way to start. I think it's three, four hundred, something like that. So, you know, it was it was a decent size to get things going and we'll see how it goes. We wanted to do that. We'd rather start there and pack a three, four hundred person room than do two thousand and we have. 200 people so until we take it to you know dolphin stadium <laughs> yeah there you go that's the goal hard rock stadium man but yeah. we are going to do more than just one of these like yes. this is going to be a series and we'll get bigger venues than this this is mm-hmm. just the first one and we'll get south people so we'll yep. be different places we'll get south we'll get north people mm-hmm. keep asking how many people did just the eight because I, I know you could get up to eight or whatever mm-hmm. i don't i don't think there was that many that did eight no, in fact, I don't know that there was really many at all. I kind of went uh, over that with Randy, who had uh, seen the numbers. Yeah, most people were two to three tickets uh, tops. You could get as many as eight, but uh, yeah, I think it was. I don't think there was one that did eight. No, I don't really? think it was. Yeah. That's good. I'll check the numbers. Don't think there's anybody over four. So that's uh, kind of how that. That's worked good. Out. Yeah. So that's that was my fear it. that people would try to scoop up bundles of eight and then mm-hmm. not show up. And that always yeah. happens. Well, by the way, who travels in eight? That's a, that's a, not that's that, too big of a that's number. A, that's a large group unless you're playing baseball. Uh, nobody buys eight tickets to anything. That's a lot. Mm. So anyway, so there there will be more. So if you can't get uh, this one, you know, I'd like to get in a in a groove where every six weeks to two months we're uh, doing another live show some other place. So. Just uh, depends on how long we can work out all the details with different venues. Got an email from Everett talking about FloridaTreasureHunt.gov. And he said, yeah, Kev, that site is legit. I found my daughter $6,500 in an insurance company said was abandoned. 
Not that much paperwork either. Jaybird, you got about 20 entries on that. I wow. know. So, yeah, that, I'm pumped. You, you may wind up having a good chunk of money there just sitting unclaimed, ready for you. Ain't nothing but a pizza and grilled cheese party. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can get all the carbs. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Engineer Key sent us an explanation why the Hubbard legal department has told us that uh, we should not be using the chat GPT. He said the reason legal is cautioning the use of it is intellectual property or trade secrets. For example, if your company paid for training and specific marketing techniques that follow a format which is not to be distributed, an unwitting salesperson might take the format as well as information about a client that may or may not be public, put it into a prompt in ChatGPT, and then ask it to write their commercial for them. The sticky part of this situation is that ChatGPT learns from the prompts. It's fed but it also learns from the world at large. So theoretically, it could deduce the intellectual property formula from listening to thousands of radio commercials, or it might have come from a sales guy's typing it into Chad GPT. Oh. Regardless, it's hard to figure out which is exactly which could open the door for legal trouble for any company that puts the IP of others into the chat. Plot twist. Engineer Keith didn't write that. Chat GPT did. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Might have. Well, the thing I was wondering, too, I know that uh, images is something that we have to be very careful of. And the thing that I had seen, did you guys see any of those uh, mock-up photos of uh, Trump getting arrested? I did. Where he was handcuffed and they were dragging him and all these cops. No, that's a thing? <laughs> well, the thing that was amazing about it was if people got that from ChatGPT, they went in and they said, create an image of Donald Trump being arrested. And it spit out those images. It's unbelievable. It's horrifying. Wow. It really was insane. And I never even thought of it that way. And, you know, maybe what that is, that could be a combination or a culmination of some trademarked images, possibly. And you might be violating some copyrights. You know, if if you do that. But, yeah, those those photos were just unbelievable on what they looked like because it was pretty crazy. And, you know, you can see right now, I don't think they're doing I think they changed it where they're not doing the mugshot. So you can see through uh, chat GPT, people are already creating Donald Trump's mugshot. Wow. From his indictment. It's getting weird out there, man. I, I remember I saw the fake clip and this was older maybe five years older, but it was the beginning stages of them kind of messing with people that were well-known. And it goes, oh my gosh, look at this. President Obama is grinding on the plane. Look what he's doing. And it shows Obama going like this, but it's not really Obama. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. but And, and, it, and it looked fake, but it, it, if you watch a couple seconds, it kind of looked, but you knew it was fake and motherfuckers thought it was still real. Yeah. It's crazy. Here, here's one of the images that ChatGPT or uh, created. Trump getting arrested. You can see there's a whole bunch of cops behind him, and he's running. That was created. It looks fake using to me, AI. Though. That one looks fake to me. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they're getting really good at making these pictures, and we're not going to know the difference. Yeah, and that's 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 it. And so. then it'll happen to one of us <laughs> where we're going to be running down the street from the police, and people are going to believe it. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, you, you don't know what is what is what, but apparently it's that easy to get an image even. And I didn't even know the images. Here's the other one or another one that uh, it created. That looks real to Of Trump getting arrested. And there's like 20 cops that are just hauling him and taking him to the ground. Good and, Lord. If that was on, if I, if, I, if I put on the internet and there was a headline by there, I would think that was a real picture. For, from my understanding, yeah. that Somebody just typed that in and said, create an image of Donald Trump getting arrested by New York cops. And that's what it gave you. Wow. And that that's insane, isn't it? Yeah, if because create that. people will see that and mm-hmm. think that really happened. Sure, yeah. I'm, I'm sure if you weren't plugged into what's going on, that could be something that people would throw out there. Be like, oh my gosh, you see how rough they took Trump down? <laughs> and then you put on social media, everyone gets all fired up. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's another one where I I, don't, I wouldn't even know today what to believe. I don't know if that's chat GPT or if that's legit. I assume that's... Or that's I don't so think that's real. GPT. I don't think that's real. They were bringing him in like a back secret entrance yeah, where right. no one was even going to be able to get pictures mm-hmm. of him. So any pictures I think that you have of him getting arrested are not real. But, and they said he's not having a mugshot. But are we going to get to the point where I just go, all right, uh, chat GPT, create Kevin Ralston 69ing. Jason Pennington. Boom. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why that wouldn't come up. Yeah, it's. <laughs> After seeing what it did with the Trump arrest photos, make it as realistic as possible. I want Jason on top. Kevin's O face, make it poppin'. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to become like I was on Saturday on Twitter trying to get news and every other post was fake and it took I'm like there's no way that's real and yeah because it was all April <laughs> yeah. Fool's pranks right that's gonna be our life that's oh, gonna, gonna be gonna, every day it's gonna be bad too I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy over here it's gonna confuse people so much yeah the, the, it's only gonna be able to believe anything it's, you see here anything because yeah they, then that's the other thing that they have too and I think that was part of it I'd heard that where they were saying, don't use, you can right now have chat GPT, have a celebrity voice and put a script in it. And that I think is one where our company doesn't want us using that because let's say that we had Donald Trump doing a confession and we just, we thought it was a funny parody and blah, blah, blah. Then that could start getting you in hot water because they might say, no, you played it like it was real. It sounded just like Donald Trump. Right. That was confessing to something, and you didn't do the proper thing to let people know that this was a parody. It's going to get to the point where Chat GPT show Kevin Ralston and Jason Pennington sixty nine, but make the pleasure sounds Virginia would make from Kevin. <laughs> so now it's your voice coming out of Kevin while he's getting sixty nine by the bird, and it would look realistic. I would watch that. I think I think everybody, I think ninety percent of our audience would watch that. <laughs> yeah. But it would make it would sound like you coming out of Kevin, and it would be realistic. Oh, oh, bird, that's great. Oh, yeah, that's not my bedroom voice. <laughs> You're right. It's right. Hi, hi, Oh, I'm making hot. Ask your dad. It's a lot more golem like. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's going to be fascinating to see where it goes. I uh, got an email here from uh, Michael, and he. This is a story. Uh, that was out about a dude that befriended and got all tight with uh, an AI chatbot. And he got to the point where he couldn't differentiate and really thought he was talking to somebody and it became his whole thing. He lost himself in this chatbot and it started to talk to him about climate and the climate issues. And he got 
all depressed. This is a guy, a father of two young children, and he committed suicide. That's and what I was. They said that the chatbot kind of drove him to that, and he just lost himself. Think about in 20 years when you're able to make a robot appear just like a human. But we've talked about this before. Humans are going to get emotionally attached to robots. And there's going to be a whole thing where robot rights are going to be a thing. I, I know I sound like a crazy person. Yeah. But you've always sounded that way. And some of the shit I've been... So it's really difficult when a crazy person starts making sense. You're like, damn. I know. Some <laughs> of the shit I was saying 20 years ago is happening. Fuck. They all think I'm crazy. I'm aging out of Earth. I am. It's getting weird out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Deidre sent an email in looking for a birthday shout out for a KBJ super fan, Chelsea Isley. Happy 33rd, Deidre. Chelsea Isley. Chelsea Isley. Chelsea Isley. From Deidre. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Look at that personalized chant. That's what we do around here. <laughs> I love it. Send them in to us for the regular show. Read mail at kvjshow.com. Y'all enjoy your Tuesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.